Welcome to the Next Issue Podcast. We're a group of friends that love talking comics and all that it entails. Uh, we're based out of Dallas, so you'll hear us talk about how these comics make up a part of our daily lives, including our local comic shop, conventions, and other forms of entertainment. Welcome. a bunch of trailers for Comic-Con uh, to refresh our minds and people hadn't seen some stuff. So let's talk about it. What do you guys want to talk about first? Um, we just finished watching Watchmen. Y'all want to jump on there, Josh? I, I just want to say, I think, again, I, I, I brought this up a few weeks ago, but um, that last shot of Dr. Manhattan's hand, it just makes me think, they won't do this, but what if this is the splinter universe from everything that the current Watchmen series is setting up. The right? Doomsday Clock series? Yeah. Yeah. It, but, well, you know, they, because, they have the Doomsday Clock imagery with the, the ticking hands. Right, yeah, right. Cool. But, but, but also... a couple times. Well, but, but, but yes. And, and also just the way that, you know, all the early um, allusions to him were just his little blue hand showing up and, like, touching stuff, you, you had know? the little blue um, icon... At one point, oh, you see it. Yep, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, if they did that, I think that would be really, really brilliant, right? And it would be a way of finally explaining Watchmen in a sense where it can logically wrap in the original story, but keep it pristine, right? And everything that we're so we seeing. We don't have New York at all. No, no, no. I, I mean, like, the original comic story exists as is. And okay. everything else that has happened has happened basically after that. And it can happen in the current DC universe. It can happen in this show. It's all because, basically, Dr. Manhattan is a god, right? Okay. But let's take this angle. Are we using the movie or the comic book version? I would say the movie does not exist. I'd say it's okay. the comic book version. Yeah, I believe this is all. It's all after the comic book, right? Well, yeah, in exactly. That world of the comic book. So does Doctor Manhattan come back to Earth like a Clark Kent? That's what it seems like. What if God walked oh, among no, us? Oh, kind no. of story. What if God oh. was one of us? <laughs> Stay tuned for our music video at the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah. Daniel, I mean, if we if we take the breakdown of the trailer, right? Clearly, the world is in this state of anarchy because capes are coming back, and you have this semi-authoritarian, have, right? Yeah. You know, I found it interesting that they used Tulsa, Oklahoma as this. Yeah, yeah, that's weird. And and so I why, wonder why do all the gods go to Oklahoma? What's, the, <laughs> what's in Oklahoma? Is it the Meth? gambling? It's it's, it's, gambling. it's very flat, man. Very flat. Um, it's the gambling. But uh, um, but I wonder if he shows up at the end. Like it's not, not him uh, coming as Clark Kemp, but it's coming to kind of put everything right again. Because again, the 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 point of Watchmen, the original series, is it's not the, the only real superhero in that book is Doctor Manhattan. Everybody right. else is a crazy person who puts on a suit that really has <laughs> no superpowers, right? And he upsets that balance. And so it seems like what the show seems to be leaning on is that that balance 
is yet again disrupted between the official legal authorities and the vigilantes and Manhattan has come in yet again and ups- further upset or maybe reset that balance. And in this time of, you know, the real world, how scary would it be for police officers to have masks? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, and where are we going to see those stories go? And you've got, you've got Veet, you know, is mm-hmm. in it. Um, so, I mean, I'm really intrigued to see what he does with this. Who may be a superhero himself. Yeah, but wasn't it always his superpower was He was the smartest man alive. Yeah. He learned how to catch a bullet. What else could he do in this Yeah, of time? true, yeah. I mean, that, that yeah, really is who this... Like, yeah. Once your body... like I mean, it's Jeremy Irons, so once you've gotten that old, you still have a plan. Right. Obviously, because you're the smartest guy in the world, you had a backup to a backup to a backup plan of your first evil plot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited about the series... Um, like I said, I'm, and we've t- kind of talked about this before. I'm a big Lost fan. Not that I'm lost. I know where I am. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. I, I love Damon Lindelof, yeah. but he has story problems. And I hear yeah. that the, the the Leftovers is a very good show. Yes. Uh, which I still need to watch. So I think, and and also HBO is behind this. And you know, say what you will about whatever they end the Game of Thrones, like. <laughs> that series was phenomenal. Like, over, it was. like it changed the way television is made. It it really is in TV. Hell, it allowed the Watchmen to be made on it, HBO. Exactly. Yeah, so, yeah, that's true. And then you know, going forward, I know that the Warner Brothers app thing is going to be more H, like it's going to have the HBO branding because they know it's a strong brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so we may see more superhero stuff here. I think Doom Patrol season two got announced that it was. Uh, Renewed it's and it's going to simultaneously, simultaneously, simultaneously yeah. it's going to stream on both services on right. DC. Which not only does it relieve me that the, the DC app will be around, um, but it also worries me because now I'll have to get a separate app too. That's the God. Oh, because I want to keep the comics. I love the comics. Part no, of the I, DC app. I do too. And so I the just app wars have begun. I just kind of feel like what? Okay, at some point, God, if I were at that table with all the higher ups i would say here's what you do you just shake them yeah yeah while i'm screaming in their face little spittle hitting them um you get rid of the dc universe service you have this warner brothers service and app and as an add-on for five bucks a month you get all the comics right make it an option don't make us subscribe to two separate services two separate apps that have the same material in them. It just doesn't make sense. Okay, now I want to hear... Oh, go ahead, Adrian. Oh, no, I think... I think this app war is going to get messy. Yeah. Before it's all said and done. Yeah. Um, so, and, and we're going to be right back where we were as far as cable. Right? Yeah. Oh, we and, already are. That's yeah. what my, my friends and I have a joke, because when this whole... We've kind of like, oh, you know, it, this has been happening for the past 10, maybe 15 years where people have been trying to cut the cord yeah. and then they go into like all these services. But now there's so many services. So we make a joke like if there was only one thing where we could put <laughs> everything in one box together. Yeah. Which is just going to be what cable was. Yeah. So we're like, so it's it's really funny that. Well, I mean, the thing is. <laughs> it's like when when phones were getting better, they were getting smaller. But now. Better phones is actually, and it's all bigger, back to the cable so. companies, right? right? They don't want to. I mean, the the most logical thing would be for you to have your cable service, but it be absolutely a la carte, right? Right. Just absolutely a la carte, where you only get 
if you want 50 channels, they're going to be 50 channels, but they're going to be 50 channels that you actually want. But that's not how but they make their money. That's not how they make their money. Yeah. I mean, uh, and they got greedy, right? Mm -hmm. So you, you have to buy a bundle and it incentivize these cable companies or these to make different channels yeah. that have a bunch of crap on it. But, you know, they get a portion of that, that cable bill and they can sell advertisement on there, which they sell a lot of advertisement, even though it's kind of cheap because they really don't have that much, that great content, right? Yeah. I mean, you see more commercials than you do actually content yeah. on a lot of these channels. And that's what we get as consumers got tired of paying for. Right. And to be honest, we really haven't gone away from that model, really. I mean, how many people do you know have actually cut the cord, right? Um, and then on top of that, they're now getting into all these streaming services because that's where all the cool content is. Yeah. And well, they, they see these success stories. I think you look at like a crunchy roll that right. like just pulled in tons of viewers mm -hmm. and just knew its base and just said, you know, we're just going to have anime on here. Right. And, well, <clears throat> and, and really, I don't think it's that expensive for the library that they have. Well, and, you know, and so that's why, like, I mean, we consider ourselves cord cutters in my family, but we effectively are paying for cable because we have YouTube TV. But I'll say, ironically, the reason I chose YouTube TV over, uh, what's the other service it's like? You have View, PlayStation View, there's it's a couple the, other ones. Uh, there's Sling. Sling, thank you. Um, I had Sling at first. and You're a slinger? Have, yes. Oh, oh boy, that, was I ever. Those commercials are great. Commercials yeah. are good, I'll watch yeah. anything the two of them are in. But, yeah. um, but Swing has these packages. And I remember the day I gave up on them was I wanted, I wanted this specific set of kids' channels for my daughter. Mm -hmm. But I couldn't get it, even though it said I could, with the package I wanted, unless I upgraded to a bigger package that had sports. I'm like, I don't want any sports, right? And I'm like, screw this. YouTube TV, you pay one price. Now, granted, they just increased it a lot but you pay one price and you just get every channel and they i just go in and i don't want sports i just turn off all the sports channels and they don't show up my feed right. it, it which is the opposite of what you're saying we want from cable right just right. purely a la carte but the convenience of that is is right. is what i like uh, what really drives me nuts about this whole outburst <coughs> thing is cbs yeah is a public broadcasting company yes yeah but they decided a lot move a lot of their great content to the this 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 streaming which yeah. makes no freaking sense because they could still make money you know the old model yeah you yeah. know yeah. uh through advertising and stuff right. i mean if you don't think star trek discovery wouldn't make money granted the funny thing about it is i bet you discovery and picard alone would make them a ton more money. I, the, but I do see where, because the stuff they do have on their open air broadcast is. Sorry, Clay's dying, and I'm laughing about it. <laughs> <laughs> it so I was, I was trying to, you know, once again, Adrian mm. fantastically has segued us into our next trailer that we just watched right um but then Cody started having a fit so <laughs> no i wanted to talk about picard and i think i might die um so yeah, yeah sorry, keep going. you know it it's not really other than the big bang theory it's not really geared towards that genre community it's geared towards older viewers uh serialized stuff 
So I kind of get it, but they would still make money if they put it. But they chose to put all the stuff on their all access to be greedy. Well, I, I I agree with you, but I I suspect they felt their hand was forced because, except for Game of Thrones, who watches They're scheduled watching. shows anymore? Right? People want to watch on their on their schedule, and I think they felt like if we air this on network TV, we will lose the amount of people watching because people just don't show up to watch at 7 o'clock on a Saturday night. Some streaming services, though, like Shudder has figured out, like, hey, we could do live events and then everyone's tuning in on Uh, Friday night. All right, that's fair. Make it it an event and experience. Yeah. Yeah, so like every every Friday during Joe Bob's Drive-In, it was a live feed. It had a countdown. They made it an experience and then everyone online wanted to be there. Okay, all right, that's fair. It was pretty exciting. Okay. You can... Imagine the Marvel I mean, I, I see your point, Adrian. I totally yeah. agree with you. It felt just, very greedy because I don't want to subscribe to it all access. CBS I want to watch. is very – it may be in this at war, maybe the epitome of greed. Yeah. Well, we haven't um, seen the Warner Brothers app we, yet. We haven't so. seen the Warner Brothers app. $15 a month. I know. Yeah, I know. I'm very proud of whatever they have. Um but, I mean, they I mean, probably Batman stuff in there, so why not? It, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see what Netflix has after some of these bigger companies pull out. Yeah. Um, pull out their content. But we've definitely seen them doing more and more yeah. original been, content. They and they, and they, yeah. they've seen this coming. They, they've been, for yeah. the last oh, three yeah. or four years, they've been putting out more and more and more and more yeah. of their own well, content. Well, you know what's going to happen. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get to the point where all, all these channels figure out, oh, I own this. They're going to pull it from Netflix. Netflix will have their own thing. Then all these stations will start to do their own pay channel and then realize, oh, Shit, we need more, and then the, then you'll see ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox bundle theirself together and sell it. Well, and NBC like, isn't that Hulu pulling out their stuff, right? They're pulling yeah. the Office and stuff from uh, yeah, because yeah, they're going to do which their is own like service. wow, uncalled, like everybody is, just watches the Office all the time. On well, Netflix. but it's it's just so weird because this is what Hulu was. I mean, this is yes. Hulu was a partnership between all those like. And they've pivoted really well to live TV and other right. options. And, yeah. And they even lowered the price. They did, if, which if, was a brilliant move. Because if they hadn't lowered the price, I probably wouldn't be subscribing because yeah. there is not a lot on Hulu that I need to see. Well, I will you watch say, anime. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> the, 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 there is that. I totally, I totally agree with Daniel. But also, I have noticed more and more when I just get the hankering to watch a movie – more often than not, it's on Hulu and not on Netflix, not on... If like, it's been long enough, yeah, it'll be Yeah, Hulu will Hulu. have yeah. movies that nobody else has, and so... Well, I was going to ask you guys, are y'all... Who's using Apple TV? Who's using Roku? Who's using... I use Apple TV um, and Apple TV. Chrome and uh, Chromecast for the Okay, one. I use Roku and Chromecast. Okay, because... I have uh, I have a Roku two, a Roku three, and a Roku TV. I have a TV now. Now, the, do you notice on the Roku TV? Have you ever installed Pluto? Yes. Okay. Yeah. On the Roku TV, Pluto will give you your local programming. They will. It they're well they're at least in a beta of some kind because okay. because on my two apps downstairs yeah. I don't get it, but on my TV one, I can uh, it it has ABC all my local stations yeah, and then there's just pending. So it looks like they're trying to get local service. Yeah. And Pluto's free. It's completely free. So but and and I think Pluto's an interesting example of almost the reversal of what what we've been talking about, right? Because I subscribed a couple years ago to BritBox, which is a partnership between the BBC and ITC in in England. British. 
Thank you. Damn, um, I thought we were over this. No, page. no, no, no. <laughs> but I subscribe to. I'm gonna have to make an editor's note. You're gonna have to listen to the last issue to get that reference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so I might put this out first since it's Comic Con related. Right. Okay. So. Mm-hmm. Um. So so. So that joke will have no yeah, context. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but. Uh, I, I subscribed immediately because it, they declared themselves the home for classic Doctor Who. Right. So I've subscribed. It's a great service. I just canceled it because I just have too many and I stopped watching it. And then what was announced a few weeks ago? Doctor Who Pl- channel. Pluto TV is now the official streamer of classic Doctor Who. And and it's completely free. So I, I feel like the companies we're in this weird stage where some of them see the locking down of their content as a way to go. And others are saying... It's not working. We need Store. to like bring it back to free, you know. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't know. It's a really interesting place. Over I think Pluto's an interesting one to watch because it just got bought. Oh, who so, bought it? I yeah, and I think that's why I think I don't, I, I'm not going to speak out of turn. Does somebody want to Google that real quick? Uh, they they had put everything together up to a few months ago, and which was amazing because like you could go on there and watch anything. I mean, I, I love watching the random sports they have on there. Like you you say you block out the sports. Yeah, they have like. Um, a Muay Thai fighting from like other countries, so you could just turn on and just random people oh. are fighting or group fights or those medieval fights that I was yeah, telling you all about. That, that medieval fights thing, I watched it the other day. I was like, wait, those are like real swords, even though they're blunted or anything, like metal on metal contact with like armors and stuff. Like, how are people not dying? From yeah, I mean, there are these very small sports that you've never seen, and uh, that's one of them. Is they had these medieval fights with people who are in full body armor with swords beating the crap out of each other. And then you're going, okay, oh, that's the women's. Let's see the men now because <laughs> those women were brutal. I'm talking about like full-on charges, like hitting elbows to the head, but they're in full body armor or just taking a sword, just bam. I mean, imagine a, a like big a side swipe kind of right against your head. It's the flat. Oh. All right. So I have I have this is interesting news. They were bought by Viacom Ooh. and Viacom notoriously hates streaming. Yeah. Like you can't you can't get any of like the Comedy Central stuff anymore. On Hulu. Comedy Central's got multiple. Channels yes, exactly. On there. So I'm curious if this is their big streaming play and if they're going to keep it free. Well, they will not give it free. Well, I know. Viacom. That's my feeling about Viacom as well. They, so they, they do. The pros and cons of Pluto. I mean, Pluto, first of all, free. Okay. Then, and, and it feels like watching live TV. Yes. We, yeah. So it for really us old mimics people that. Who, <laughs> yes. who just yeah. want to like turn on something and yeah. not have to pick something yep. and start it. Uh, I'll flip. I mean, they have a great movie selection. I yeah, mean, they, they do. Have, yeah. They have 80s. They have. Um, uh, Kung Fu channel. They have all these different channels, which previously I had individual apps just to watch those kinds of movies. Now I can just go to Pluto and watch yeah. them all. Well, and until it came back on Netflix, it was my place to go to watch MST3K. They had a whole yeah. MST3K channel. Yeah. And it was all classic stuff. You just turned it on. It felt like back in high school when I, I knew it was on TV and I'd just turn on the TV and I'd be halfway through a bad movie and there they are riffing on it. And I'm like, oh, this is good. you know. Yeah. So and, and then it has all the music. If you want to turn on yeah. the music stations, they have different stuff but it's, it's just so much random stuff uh it's nice to just like turn on something and go oh i would have never like right. sought this out but now yeah. I, i'll tune in for a few minutes yeah. so all right i guess to get yeah, back let's, on track let's pivot back to the we can start with the cbs uh, well about that. i just want to ask adrian sure. real quickly so you are not excited about the upcoming watchman show and i'm curious why no no i am excited oh you are i, oh, I was okay. i was against it at first okay but we've had discussions about Watchmen and yeah. and my thoughts, and uh, I I'm coming around on it not being as important. 
I think it was as I think it was important in 1986. Yeah. I think it was important for years after that. But you get to the point where you look at Moore's work and and you look at the different things in there, and maybe it is a little anti-woman. Maybe it's a little. I think what it did, as far as like the way you can make a comic book and present it, it's the out of all the contributions you may want to attribute to the Watchmen, the way it changed the industry with the nine grid panel and like mm-hmm. the. Which is maybe more attributed to the artist, uh, but even then, I mean, it's still a collaborative medium, right? So more had to have some input. Uh, the way you can bring in a story about within a story in a comic book and still yeah. make it work, uh, and the way that you could just kind of like be self-referent about stuff. I don't know if there was other works that did that before. If there were, obviously this caught more attention because it came from DC or or whatever. So I think those are the things I choose to focus on. The story, obviously, it, it has a lot of flaws, especially nowadays. So, you know, but oh, oh, still, it's, I think it's still important uh, to the comics industry as a whole. Yeah, I, I mean, in storytelling, it's got tons of layers. It's really, I mean, you could learn so much about comics just from that book. Uh, but I, th- I do think maybe it's reached its time. I mean, at least for me. I have, I have, I have a... A different view and it just popped into my head so it's still pretty gelatinous but um this is this is a hot take um <laughs> if in the 90s and the early 2000s it was pretty much commonplace if someone came to you as a comic fan and said i've never read a comic what should i read you handed them sandman yeah. i would argue today you hand them watchmen and the reason why is because that person's expectations for what comics refer to wow. is superheroes Right. Right. And I think in the 90s and the early 2000s, we were still struggling to make people realize that comics were literature. So you handed them Sandman because it's much more literary. Watchmen, I think, does, you know, no disservice to Sandman. It's a brilliant book. I still love it. But Watchmen does a better job for exactly what you were saying, Daniel, which is it shows the potentiality of comics as a medium Mm -hmm. while referencing the commonality of superheroes as a genre and it right? does give you like here's a lot of the good things you could do with comic yeah. books here's a lot of the the, the tropes and still that yes the, yeah. there's still crutches yeah. and faults and like in storytelling so it's it's like a complete work it's a you can see the full picture yeah um which i i i think that's what i it's it's an interesting case to study uh not so much that oh it's the greatest story ever told no it's probably not and you know everybody's kind of different in that but but that's what I get from it now. Mm-hmm. I think as as you know, you kind of we see other things. We see different uh, stories being told from do, different people. Do you think we're going to see another night owl in the show? Because it looks like there's another night owl. We saw a ship. Yeah. So I I suspect so. I would. Or is the ship going to end up being hers? Right. That would be the the most. Mm, it would make the most sense to have that as a legacy character that kind of continues mm-hmm. on. Because of the trope of Batman just kind of giving up the mantle to the next generation. Yeah, and he was well, Night Owl, too. Well, and and the way that the original book ends, it's Night Owl and Sally. Leaving. Leaving, but also as, like, the married couple, right? So yeah. if, I think if there is anyone that's going to pass the mantle onto a generation, it's it'll be them. But they – now, in the comic, they're going into hiding. Yes. Um, so he never will be the trainer – of Night Owl? Unless it's in secret. Unless I mean, it's his kid or something Right, like that. see, that's the thing. Oh. And and there's the comment where he says the capes are back. 
So that's why I think your comment, Daniel, about this yeah. taking place after after the comic yeah. series. Maybe maybe it's one of those uh, like the end of issue one we saw, or end of episode one we see the night owl ship show up and <laughs> crash land, and we're like, oh, this is what we know. Yeah, so. yeah. All right. Anyway, so okay, cool. Star Trek. Star Trek. Uh, so we I, also just. Watched I was super Picard excited trailer. about Picard. I, I mean, just seeing the trailer, and we watched it right before we started here. I, I'm not sure of what Roddenberry legacy to Star Trek is is going to be because it seems like the shows want to adjust what Star Trek was, which was always kind of a moral debate of life in the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I don't know if that's what we were getting in Discovery. I mean, I, I only watched so much of it, but it never I never got that feel, and I kind of feel like Picard is going to be more of a Roddenberry-type so, Star Trek. Let me preface this. The only Star Trek, really, that I've watched is the current movies. I watched a little bit of the TV shows from the 90s just because they were on reruns on UPN yeah. when I was growing up, but I don't really know anything. So this is I'm in the same boat as you are. I it's, can't it's, expect... I'm not you know, a big. You guys Star Trek. know more about it. Yeah, and and that's why when when this show this trailer came out because I love um, oh jeez what's Patrick his name Stewart. Patrick Stewart Professor uh, X uh, yeah well, yeah I watched it and I told my buddy Omar like dude you need to kind of like I want to watch this but I don't want to go in blind put together something for me so I can kind of go in and watch because it references I think a lot of the different TV shows and movies not just the the. What was he? Next generation. Yeah, Is that what yeah. He was? Right. But I think we also see characters from the Voyager, mm. which is the one that I was that was kind of on UPN when I was growing up. Mm. So, well, and so all right. So I have heard. I haven't watched it. I've heard Discovery is set in the Star Trek universe prior to the Original. OG show, yeah. right? Right. So is the idea of jumping to Picard about almost like we're now going to go to the aftermath? of everything and what is in the middle are just those shows it could be i think it's more of hey discovery's doing pretty well what other star trek can we jump on uh that would be the biggest can, get can we that get, would be can, yeah can we, can get, we get patrick card? stewart yeah. back yeah and and go with that and, and then they he's and, not doing any x-men stuff yeah. anymore so and so it seems like they came up with a pretty decent story uh like well I said, they cloned the, him and raised charles mac or <laughs> james mcavoy Oh God! <laughs> Sorry, Andrew. no more. Blown, huh? Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think it was. Um, hey, can we get Patrick Stewart? Well, how? I think with CBS, I don't think they really know. They they own a property that they really didn't know what to do with, and I think Discovery was a big gamble for them, and that's the reason why it went to CBS All Access, but. Now, but they've had pretty good success with it. How can we monetize it? Let's see if we can get the whole next generation back together. What was the best TV show, Pat, post original Star Wars or Star Trek? And it was Next Generation. And okay, these actors are a little bit older, but can we get them? Can we well, I guess story? I guess the reason for my question is. Uh, uh, are they bookending it in a way to be respectful to those original series, right? To, Maybe. To, it's not a... Because I was... Frankly, I thought Discovery was a reboot. And when I had friends tell me, no, no, it is in the Star Trek universe prior to any of the other stuff except maybe... What's the Enterprise. Scott Bakula one? Yeah. Um, I, I, was, I was surprised by that. And so I feel like by jumping to, you know, retired Picard is just sort of like saying, yeah, we're... 
we 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 don't want to step on because that was well a, I mean a it, lot of the response of the the Abrams Star Trek stuff right was it was it's this alternate universe and you know it's well I mean like, the thing about it is is if you want to keep it in that same continuity as a creator yeah um, you don't want to go through that minefield of okay I want to do this but. Well, this happened in Next Generation. I wanted to do this. Well, this happened in Deep Space Nine. I I see. Okay. If you jump to the end. Yeah. You can put them all together. Right. You can put them all together and you can kind of work around that. And it probably may be the best vehicle to be able to tell a new Star Trek story. That makes sense. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. We we do see two different characters, two characters from different generations, Mm -hmm. right, interact. But we've confirmed more. Oh, they have confirmed. They've come uh, on on Twitter. Jonathan Franks has said <gasps> he has come back. Please bring back Jordy. I, is Jordy coming back? What about, Not confirmed. Uh, what about Crusher? Is he back? He's the Wesley Crusher. Yeah, he's the only no. one I know. Of Wesley the, the boy. Sorry, um, but he's the only uh, line Marina I know. Sirtis has confirmed she's going to be back too. I, I do love that. So, like, oh really? What I'm not the, in anything, but my hands up. I'm here too. Right. Just, I'm not in is, the trailer. Oh, what's his name that played Q? Is he still alive? Oh, John Delancey? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Yeah, Because he's, he's honestly who I thought was going to show up in that last oh. shot of the trailer. One of the episodes my buddy recommended is called Q Who. Yeah, yeah. All, the, all the Q ones I've heard are really good. So, I can't believe you, you never watched Next Gen. So, okay, so here's the thing. <laughs> when I was in high school when Next Gen came out, and a lot of, I had just moved to Texas, and a lot of the new friends I were making, uh, shout out to all my buddies, Dave and Mike and everyone. Um, they're all big Star Trek fans. So they watched it religiously. They read all the books. Um, they took me to go see the... Um, Nemesis. No, it was the... Yes. The one with Kirk in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, what I know, I know from them. But I just... I always felt the hurdle was so big to get into it. And this is at the time where it was no longer on TV... And the only way to watch it were those incredibly expensive tapes. VHS tapes, VHS right? Which collection. they all bought religiously, but we never really circulated, so I just I didn't didn't watch them. So I would hear bits and snips from them. Yeah. See, um, I, mine is very. I watched it. I believe I watched it as it was going, but I wasn't a big sweaty back then. Like I had <laughs> so much going on. Yeah. Like I had so much going on. Like, like. We sit around, we can talk about, like, The Flash and, like, different episodes like right. Game of Thrones, and I can get deep into it because I sit there and I've watched it, I, I digested it, I analyzed it, I watched it again. Yeah. And that's why I feel like Next Generation should have been for me, but mm. it wasn't. It was just one of those things that was on. Yeah. I watched it. I can't really quote anything from it. Um, people Shut tell up, me, Wesley. Yeah. You know, um, so... It was one of those things that I watched, but I wasn't... Please joke for himself. Like yes. But, yeah, um, it's kind of weird because, like, I, I want to go back and catch up, and I feel like... Don't. It, yeah. I've tried. I've been... Season one's so tough to get through, and then I've been told, yeah, season two is just as bad. Right. And I was telling Josh, I may just go to season two finale watch it and then try to start season three. And you know what? I think one of the reasons why I watched Next Generation so so much was because even though we didn't have the internet back then, the hate for it was so big. Like oh, it, really? in the Star Trek community, they you did not want it. it they, they, they didn't want it. And yeah. so I think I watched it just just to, to hate on it. Not really hate on it, but to 
as a, as, 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 as a FU oh, see, to all. I thought, I thought it was really well received. It, it was out. after a while. There, there, I always remember there was two because it was the first Star Trek we were getting in a very long time. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was back on TV because they'd yeah. gone to, to film. Yeah. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's the hard part to describe to kids. It's like uh, when you go back this far, kids. Uh, you have to talk. About, you have to talk about like you know we aren't getting eight Batman projects. We get you know Michael Keaton, and then we're like, wait a minute, how's this guy, Mister Mom's going to be playing Batman? Yeah. And then we're just talking among our friends. Yeah, 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 we are yeah. all mm. online hating, and we're all trying to figure it out. Right. So, uh, well, and, and, and I, I seem to remember the the big gamble with Next Gen at the time was it was not original Star Wars, which had been continued in the film. Star so Trek. It was, Star mm. Trek. <laughs> Um, Send hate mail to... Yeah, 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 yeah. Did I tell you my favorite Star Trek movie is Last Jedi? Um, (laughs) (laughs) You even pick Last Jedi. Let me go for the most controversial one of all of them. done, Josh? I love Last Jedi. Um, My favorite Star Trek is the Christmas special. (laughs) 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 When they introduce Bullfit. Bullfit's a Borg. Oh, no. (laughs) We're going to kill Josh now. (laughs) Great. Well, while Josh Uh, dies... While Josh dies... Let me list some... Eight things my buddy told me I should watch before. Yeah, the, let's talk yeah. about it. Uh, so he's on this group on Facebook. They're called uh, The Greatest Discovery. Okay. <laughs> which right. I guess Star Trek thing. <laughs> <laughs> Star Trek Five: Star Undiscovered Trek Country. Pun. So it's uh, Q-Who, uh, and I don't know if this stuff means anything to you guys. I'm about to Google it. Yeah. Uh, Best of Both Worlds. I heard about that, that movie in s- Clerks. <laughs> I don't know if it's. <laughs> So I don't know if these are episodes or movie titles. That's the thing. Uh, so I'll have to talk to them again. Uh, I guess this is an episode called Family. Uh, one called I Borg. Yes, I Borg is important. And then uh, Descent 1 and 2. So I'm guessing that's a two-parter. Uh, and then Star Trek First Contact. And he said maybe Star Trek Nemesis. First Contact is great. It is That's one of heard, my yeah. favorite. And if you want to see really great Picard, that is the best acting Picard you're going to get. And I did lie. I forgot I watched the Wrath of Khan, the oh, original one. yeah. Because we went to watch a podcast live. He's, he invited me. He's like, uh, you like podcast stuff? You want to come see these guys record live? Um, I'll, I'll find it. I'll remember the name of the podcast in a second. But yeah, and they were talking about the Wrath of Khan, which... It was an amazing movie. Holy shit. Wrath yeah. of Khan is great. And it's it, it's so weird because I tried... F- for, I, I had never watched it. Tried watching the original Star Trek, the motion picture. Mm-hmm. And w- what I find interesting about those is it's very clear, to me at least, that the Star Trek film, even though it's in the wake of Star Wars, is based much more on 2001. The 10-minute flyby of the Enterprise is one of the most boring, laborious shots in film history. It is just, it is excruciating. But that shot in 1977 Yeah, okay, no, it's true. It's true. It is like, oh, remember this little TV show? Yeah. Boom. No, I get that. moment to kind of... I get that. It's still still way too long. But (laughs) Wrath of Khan is clear that they're working more in the mode of Star Wars at that point. It's much more character based. It's much more action based. It's much more. There's just an intensity and to I it. I think so. That is one of the problems cinematically mm. with Star Trek. Yeah. Is that when you had the serialized show set in the 60s, it was different from Star Wars. Yeah. Because it was more science based. It was more. Right. It was more geared towards the nerds that that like, like popular science. Um, 
great storytelling. Yeah, that's uh, it wasn't. Like, it wasn't about the spectacle, right? And I think if you look back through the history of of Star Trek movies, mm-hmm. you'll get one bad one, and you'll get one great one. Yeah, you'll get one bad one, you get one great yeah. one. And then I think the reason is is because they have a hard time towing that line yeah. of of spectacle. And being true to the original series, which is being true to the fans that love it so much. Mm-hmm. And when they get back towards gearing towards the fans, not so great of a movie because it's not much spectacle. But when they throw that out the window and go a little bit towards spectacle, like in Khan, yeah, great movie. See, that's, and, a, that's and not I where it, I thought that was going. Cause I felt like, to me, the spectacle is are the examples of not good storytelling. Right, so yeah. to me, spectacle is Star Trek: The Motion Picture. That long mm-hmm. shot of the ship. Right. It is. Uh, oh God, the time travel one in San Francisco. Oh, uh, number four. Yeah, voyage home. Yeah, thank you. Um, you, you know, just it, it, Kyle, we need you. <laughs> it's um, reboot soon. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's. I mean, it's the difference between. I mean. Love it or hate it, Abrams for Star Trek film is a is a good film. It is very spectacle driven, yeah. but but also yeah, very, very very character and story driven. Yeah. Whereas when they try and do the con story, mm-hmm. it just kind of falls uh, flat. They don't set just, it up properly. Yeah. So the so. Rafa con was so good that it made me retroactively angry about Into the Darkness, <laughs> <laughs> and it will. Yeah, yeah. No, I'm just kidding, but I can see why people were upset. That I like oh yeah, Into the yeah. Darkness. I, I mean, it was fine. It was a but but if you're comparing it against yeah. Rafa Khan. It it doesn't hold. Up. I mean, that con has more because you're pulling that con from the TV right. show, right? Yeah, so exactly. You have yeah, there's baggage. It's Ricardo yeah. Montalban too. Like it's like, dude, uh, choose yeah. scenery like it's breakfast. Like it just like, <laughs> let's go for it. He's like, I'm 80 and I've been working out. What are you gonna do? Come on, yeah. yeah. And Kirk's like, ah, oh, shit. I I am younger than you and I've never been in that good of shape. All right. I wore a girl in the original series. Uh, this quick, conversation didn't make me think like... Quick tangent that I will sure. bring back, but because we did go see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, oh, they yeah. said that the uh, lead character, Leo's character, loosely based on multiple people, William Shatner's one of them. Nice. Oh, yeah, you can see that. Yeah, you can see it. Also, Leo may be the greatest actor in his generation. He's um, up there. So, yeah. I've already agreed with that. Without seeing Once Upon a Time, I've yeah. already agreed with that. No, we're going too far. We'll pull it back. Pull it back because mm. I want to talk about that. Yeah, we will. God, we will talk, I want to talk for 30 about minutes, Brad Pitt and Leo teaming up because that was pretty awesome. How has that not happened before? I know. Well, they said, uh, I read an article that said that they were trying to do that in. Um, in Glorious? No, no. This is, uh, what was the first Ben Affleck, Matt Damon movie? Oh, uh, um, Beautiful Mind? No. Yeah, no. Uh, uh, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. Hunt. Yeah, they were actually up to put them both what? in that. And, yeah, and then they end up putting what in the writers. What a weird movie that would have been. But but that's also, like, go back to them. I mean, you would have gotten Leo out of, what, Romeo and Juliet that, that age? Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he was still pretty movie. young. Yeah, I like that movie a lot. It's yeah. a good movie. So. But then Matt Damon no, and Ben Affleck was like, wait, wait, hey, bro, what if we just do it? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, wait. We're both movie stars. Uh, we'll do it for a lot cheaper, man. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll flip for the smart one. one day. Oh, okay. they, put, they put all the money into getting Robin Williams. <laughs> so. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Good. Which was a great investment. Yeah. Money well yeah. spent anytime. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, there, I, have a, I have Robin Williams issues. We can discuss in a whole episode. I give him a few movies, but that's not one of the movies I let him have. Oh, yeah, no, I wouldn't consider his best work. So. Yeah. No, no, I just consider, like, Death to Smoochie. 
character. I've never seen that. I need it's to. So I've heard good. it's so good. good. Yeah. It's, so it's good. weird as shit, though. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that Bobcat Goldthwait? Um, John Stewart's best film. <laughs> but he has so few. He's recognized half baked. He's, he's got recognize the recognize half, the I faculty. I forgot he was in half baked. Yeah. <laughs> He, he always made fun of the fact he was in the faculty. I love that. So. Mm. Oh, I yeah, know. Yeah, yeah, that's an awesome yeah. one. I watched that recently on Shutter. <laughs> uh, I, I took the tangent. I need to bring it back. So, before we come back, when you guys said the comparison to Star Wars to Star Trek, I was like, oh, yeah, I guess you can't set a lightsaber to stun. So that'd be pretty weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, somehow they do it. It's yeah, very so. weird. Mm-hmm. Um, All right. Um, any more Star Trek stuff before we move on to the next thing? I, I, you know, just theories about what the show might be about. Uh, just... I'm curious if this girl that's coming to him for help is from the Borg when he was part of the Borg. Um, you know that I do know because I remember seeing pictures of like yeah, Hidalgo. me too. That's yeah, I, and so it'd be kind of interesting if we get this kind of weird reverse Terminator type thing where maybe people have left the Borg, maybe they defeated because we do see the Borg cube and it looks like part of it's been destroyed. Out, yeah. yeah. So what if we? What if the Borg? something happened and half the people were able to break and run suddenly we have a whole bunch of refugees in space who are part of something that we know have killed people how do we help them and well, that's kind of the place we're in in our world and i could hopefully see star trek going back to that and telling the stories of refugees. i would hope so because that to me feels like key star trek right yeah. if it feels it does like feel very yeah, star trek. And, yeah and i find it interesting how when he's talking to i guess the admiral or whoever he says i think she's in great danger not i think she is dangerous to all of us right it's about protecting her so well then it gets into theories of the borg because the borg has always been you know um what's our catchphrase it's a hive it's a hive mind right yeah yeah uh Oh my god! I can't even. I don't think. know. We are one. I don't know. Oh, uh, all for one, one for all. <laughs> Resistance is futile. Oh, yeah, oh. Okay. they so, stole that from the Daleks. So where do the Borgs like if they're defeated and they're down to like what makes them whole again? What makes them rebuild? I mean, they're obviously you would only Cuban need spin. one. Yeah, and what does that mean? And what does it mean at their smallest point? Right. B we in do existing see. We do grow? see seven of nine, which I know her as well. Who How could you not yeah, at the time? Right. Mm. That was so, that was early internet. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> it means it Jerry means. Ryan. It so, mean, but yeah. yeah, she escaped the Borg or she left the hive or whatever. <laughs> I don't know exactly how that happened. I'm sure it was some Star Trek nonsense, like the comic books. <laughs> it's like, because Star Trek, it's yeah, it, so. it's a uh, TV science, not comic book science. Oh, okay, <laughs> it's it's just lower. It's yeah. a lot worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, cool. Uh, anything else? Because we mm-hmm. also just watch. Superman as the Witcher, and I'm. I think he has a name. I'm. So, I don't Clark know. Kent. Clark Kent. Yes. Kal El. What? No, but yeah. So I don't know. I've never played the games. I've never read the books. The only thing I know about the Witcher originally was that not only does Henry Cavill love that series, right? Yeah. That he's been wanting to do it forever, and then now he's finally it's finally coming to Netflix. We've seen pictures and stuff before. Uh, we've seen people complain about him not wielding two swords, which is I don't weird. That, I've heard more complaints about how buff he is. Like the Witcher is supposed to be this kind of like skinny, scrappy skinny. sort of guy, and he so is. So they hired ripped. Superman. Well, <laughs> but but again, to their credit, they hired someone who really, really loves this material. Yeah. You know, so 
I, so, I, don't, I don't see him buff in the preview we watched. He just seemed kind of covered a lot. So no, there was one shot of him one sitting shirtless. shirtless. Uh, yeah. uh-huh. he's, he's pretty rich. And you're like, oh, um, he has all the muscles. I didn't even yeah. know there was that many muscles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Muscles. He's got some of my muscles. He's got a 10-pack. I, um, I think Jim Lee drew him. Yeah. But yeah. I, I like, thought you were going to go Rob Life. Well, <laughs> He looks anatomically correct. So, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kidding. This is just a joke because we love comic books. So don't so, kill us, Rob. So I mean, although you can't see his feet, so maybe. Oh, true. He's, does he have feet? I don't know. Uh, so I come into this from a really weird place, which is I, I'm a fan of The Witcher. I have not played two and three, which are the most popular of the games. I played one, which I I, I really like. And the only book that I've read, and I own a few of them, I just need to read them. The only book I've read is the original book, which is not a novel. It is a selection of short stories. And the thing that blew me away about that book, and I've been kind of excited, I'm curious to see, I'm curious to see if they're going to bring th- that selection or tone of stories into the series. Because they've said the series is based almost more on the books yeah. than the games. No, for sure. Because yeah. I think the... If I'm not mistaken, and this is just from what my brothers told me, he he likes the Witcher games. The books take place before any of the games. Like it's more he's oh, that's why okay. he doesn't have a beard. And, right. Uh, okay. He's young all right. And, stuff. and maybe that's why he's all buff. That could be. Yeah. Because the the way his his I don't know powers or whatever work is like he takes potions and each potion is like toxic to him, but it gives him a certain ability or whatever. He like he his the Witcher is what they do, and this I'm sure we might get corrected on all this, but. Sure uh, they take a potion, uh, but they're not. Their their main thing is that the better they are, is that the more they know which potion will be most effective against whatever they're hunting. Mm. Right? Are these British or American? They're Polish. <laughs> Henry Cavill, British. <laughs> so <laughs> this is gonna once again. That was good. Makes that no was sense. good. <laughs> now I'm definitely I'm definitely <laughs> releasing this first. <laughs> <laughs> This episode is definitely coming out first, so those two don't make any sense to anyone on this cute. We reward you. We retcon the British joke into the this podcast. Pod, yeah. This podcast is full of inside jokes only we get. So. Yes, yes. So. You're welcome. So so I need to read the novels because what blew me away about the original short stories is how different in tone they are. The short stories are almost like riffing on Grimm's fairy tales. See, I've never played the game. Or know anything about this? So, what yeah. is the Witcher? I, I'm sorry, I, I cut you off, Danny. No, I mean, you were was, you were explaining it. it. He's so. just like a sellsword kind of person. Yeah, that, that's just what they are. They just go around hunting things, and they when like if a village is being impacted by a werewolf, you call in a Witcher to take care of it. Yeah. We we have um, a few in Mesquite. Okay, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. We have a I website. Would, <laughs> I would say look up the um, the the opening credit video for the first game. I, it does a good job of, I think, showing what a witcher... Is that the one where he's, hunt, he's, he's trying to liberate the girl from the curse? Yes. So, oh. my brother, so yes. after we watched the trailer, my brother showed me two cinematics. Yeah. One from the Witcher 3 game okay. where he fights a vampire in like a barn. Oh. And it looks amazing. Like, man, video games got really they good. They look really good, yeah. Uh, and, but then he showed me the, that one the, yeah. from the first game, which yeah. doesn't look as good, but it's still pretty... It's still pretty cool, like, seeing him with the chain and all yep, that stuff. Yep, yep. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. There's a lot of lore, even though you don't see it. Yeah, yeah. 
it's it, it's it, it's cool. It's cool. And so I'm I'm kind of and I know this is a long shot. I'm kind of hopeful because it is a series that you know it, the the trailer makes it look like it's one big story. I think they're kind of going Game of Thrones style, right? Yeah, yeah. But I think it'd be really cool if they had just like standalone episodes that are like there is a really awesome funny i say funny i'll I'll put that in quotes um short story from the first collection that kind of plays off of the idea of what happens it's like the um i oh i just blinked to the name the famous fairy tale of the woman trapped in the tower with long hair. Oh, Rapunzel. Rapunzel, right? British. What, what happens... Sorry, German. What happens... That makes sense. Yeah. If you take that kind of Rapunzel story and subvert it with monsters. And it's not it's not dark. It's not overly violent. It's much more about taking the concept of a fairy tale and playing with it. So, so you two are fans. What do you... What do you Don't, expect to see? I'm not. I mean, I'm a fan of Henry Cavill. Uh, <laughs> so, I just see him so, so you want to see him shirtless? And what do I you want to see in the story? Ass. Yeah, sure. Why not? It looks good, man. It's a yeah. inspiration. If I want anything, to see him load his arms again. If any, yeah, right. That was so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I so I, I think what I just said, um, but also I think the tone of The Witcher that is interesting is that it is, it's to some degree dark fantasy. Um, so it's very monster based. It's very. It kind of can easily go from fantasy to horror yeah. really quickly. And that's um, why that's what appeals to me the most. Yeah. I want to see creatures. I want to see lore. I want to see the that you want to see a mythology of exactly. what they're setting up in yeah, this world. Build, right. build the world for me, and then let Henry Cavill do his thing. Yeah, run so. through it shirtless. And any outfit, put him in a suit. I don't care. And I and and I know I know someone out there who has played the two and three of the games is probably screaming right now like no the whole trailer sets up this backstory they never tell us and so feel free to hit well, me up see, on Twitter. I saw a lot of comments saying that they will not do anything from the game. Yeah, I heard that too. But how much are the games taking place after the novels? Yeah, right. So that's right. So that's what I'm kind of. I curious will say about. a lot of YouTube channels they they like put all the cinematics from games together. And sometimes they're just really kind of cool to watch. Yeah. Uh, so I would think a game like this lends itself a lot to that. So, but that being said, before we jump into Marvel, because we're already 50 minutes into this thing, <laughs> and we haven't even talked about Marvel on purpose, too. Uh, was there anything else you guys saw? Uh, San Diego Comic-Con announcements, anything you're excited for? Uh, the Boys started, so I... I watched that last night. Yeah, yeah I watched first. one episode, it's pretty good. It, um, it's it's weird because now that you don't have really ratings on streaming services, you just have warnings of everything. Yeah. The first episode fills your screen with warnings. <laughs> yeah, and Rape is a warning for the first warning, episode, yeah. and it's interesting in what they deem rape for the show. Um, I don't want this show to be about that. And Same, if you're sensitive, and I would skip I want, the boys altogether. I okay. want that character's story arc to be about way more than that because she seems like a very interesting character. Yeah, and it seems uh, a little different from the book. So I haven't read the book, so I don't have any bias going into it. I think what I'm going to do is just watch the whole thing and then maybe check out the books. Only six episodes, right? Eight. Eight. Oh, okay, eight. yeah. I had uh, 30 minutes? Hour. One hour. One hour, yeah. So eight in, hours of your... Already renewed for season two. Yeah. Already. Mm-hmm. Well, it, from the books, it's 
you know, it's Garth Ennis, it's uh, Derek Robertson yes. doing uh, The Boys. As a matter of fact, I listened to a really neat Derek Robertson interview on the way in tonight, uh, in today, and it was um, what show? Uh, Clyde of Heroes. Okay. They did an interview, a th- little thirty-minute interview, and it was spe- specifically about The Boys, and so he was telling some really cool stories, like um, uh, one character. Um, I can't remember his name, but he based that character off of Simon Pegg. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So and, you, and, you, see cool you see him on the show. Yeah, and so there's a debate about whether cause Simon Pegg loves the comic book. Yeah. And so he wanted to be a part of the show, yeah. but he felt he was too old to play this character, so he ends up playing his dad oh, in, the, in, in the book yeah. or okay. in the show. Cool. And so. Yeah, and so the book. Uh, had a tone of 90s Garth Ennis. Right. It's uber violent. Uh, the the story is essentially these are the guys that ha- the superheroes are the law, but mm. they're also the heroes and famous. They're you know they're essentially they're corruptible. The, it's very they're, they're the Kardashians. Human. As far as the world, it's very My Hero Academia, where like the like superheroes are mainstream. They make movies. Yeah. They they work with the police. Like it's all. That's as far as it goes. Every, from then figures. they split <laughs> yeah. completely different directions. So, oh, so I can have my daughter watch it? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm kidding. No. I'm kidding. You wait 10 years. Okay, and yeah. you don't let her watch it for another 10 years. <laughs> um, in the comic, you had the violence be the dark humor aspect, the way Garth Ennis always plays it. Yeah. And so times have changed, you know. Not that rape would be a funny joke, but it would be an instance in his old books that would, you know, more portray the guy as a bad guy as opposed to the act itself. Um, In this, it's... In the show, it seems to have a a more sense of vengeance and getting at these people, where in the comic, it was like, look how bad they are. It's funny to watch superheroes do this or right. do commit crimes or kill people look how they kill people like this you yeah. know um and now the show seems like they're going to go after these people for abusing their power mm-hmm. and that is really the theme does so does the comic not do that it does on some level but it's more it i don't want to say it celebrates the violence but it's kind of like watch that oh he's you know this superhero type this superman type is killing someone for money or doing something like this and then you would have because uh, like, like in the first episode you didn't watch the first episode yeah, I did. Oh, okay so they fight one villain whose power is invisibility so it's it's more to set up you know it's funny to watch because you don't see no, this in traditional no, you see it's a hero well yeah oh, in the boys yeah heroes in the boys are different so yeah. uh but there's like a whole scene that's done really well that you'll never see in a traditional superhero right. fight sequence because of certain things. So I so I had an interesting thought watching the trailers for the boys, knowing it's coming out. I feel like uh, Ennis is the anti Alan Moore when it comes to transferring his material to TV and film. Oh yeah, because it's being a it's being done successfully and b. Like you just said, it's almost being done in a way that makes sorry, <laughs> makes it contemporary. We're gonna tie Josh's I know, I know. Right, here we go. All right, um, that uh, he's making a point. Yeah, that that makes it contemporary, but also kind of updates it to modern sensibilities. Right, preacher, but preacher, preacher that first did season. That. Yeah, was where they tried to find their footing. Yeah, 
uh, because that's the same. I, Garth Ennis uh, adapting by Seth and yep. uh, Seth Rogen. Who who also are doing The Boys, right? Yeah. Yes. yeah. It's, I mean, and I, I, I've gone on record. I love that first season. As different as it is from the comic. It, I liked it, too. I, I, I loved it. I, I, I had it's, to get Clay on board. but It's kind of a prequel it. season. It, it is, yeah. yeah it I, is, know, I know. It is, it is a prequel season. It's a prequel to the comic. But I think also what they did successfully well is taking that that iconic Ennis violent humor yeah. and finding a way to do... My, my wife loves that show. And it is because it is just so violently over yeah, the top. Cassidy's fight on the plane? Oh, yeah. Oh, it wasn't even that. It was the scene where they're just murdering angels that keep walking through the hotel that door. So that was the minute my wife just turned me and said, this show is great. Yeah, like, she yeah. just, we were laughing so hard at that. And so I think if the boys can pull that off, in a way, like you are saying, where it's not the more, cr- I mean, what made Ennis popular in the 90s is kind of crass, ultra-violent. Yeah, you know, I, this- I just remember the main character that we follow, um, what's her name? Star Starlight? Starlight? And in the comic, she's just haggard, and everything she's going through just makes her look worse. In this, she's she she's a stronger person. Yeah. Just kind of fighting through the things that she's seen because she's joined a team. Of people she sees as repulsive now. Yeah, because like, like never meet your heroes is like, right, right. Like, yeah, so. which they have a really or never meet your heroes with their pants off. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> they have a really good trailer that I think sets up her character for yeah. that. You know, it's it's it is just about that arc. It seems like so. But uh, you know, Carl Urban's in it. Oh, he's so good. He's that, great. He's good in everything. Yeah, he's, he's like a Constantine uh, type of character without the magic powers. He's like, because he where's he from? Is he British? Yeah. Carl Urban's British? No, because he is he has not? A, I thought he was. His yeah, accent yeah, he is. is. I thought pretty he, on point. I think. I'm pretty sure somebody he's give Scottish. It a Google. Oh, oh, oh okay. he's, so he is, he's European. He's, he's from the UK. Okay, yeah, yeah. Over he, there. Over, across the he, pond. He's got that over there language. <laughs> he talked like he from somewhere over there. Over there. Oh, over New there. Zealand. No, whoa, I was way off. He's from New Zealand. Yeah, New Zealand. <laughs> Wellington. Adrian's not working for the Olympic Committee, so he's just practicing. <laughs> the- hey, he's always my judge, Dredd. So. Carl Urban. Yeah, uh, Carl Urban, one month older than me. Exactly. Nice. Yeah, I'm jealous now. So yeah, he. <laughs> You're getting there, man. He, he's so good. He's really good. Uh, his character is pretty good. Like I, I'm really enjoying. It. I've, I've watched like the first two episodes. Yeah, we've we stopped halfway through the second one. It so is watching an hour long. So the it, hour makes it tougher. It's it, it's interesting while you're watching it, but then you do want to take a break because there is a lot of like you're getting a lot at once. Um, so the last thing I want to touch since we are talking uh, Amazon Prime. And I may be alone on this, but Carnival Row. Yes, looks great. Yeah, so the, the really quick synopsis, because we didn't really watch a trailer. Uh, per Amazon, this show is set in a Victorian fantasy world hmm. filled with mythological immigrant creatures whose exotic homelands were invaded by the empires of men. The grown population struggles to coexist with, with humans, uh, forbidden to live, love, or fly with their freedom because fairies are a part of this world. Oh, yeah. Isn't this fables? It may it may kind be kind of. of that, but this is so. This is something that I, I it kind of came out of nowhere. I I, I feel like yeah, uh, but I I love Cara Delevingne, so I'll watch her stuff. Uh, she looks like she fits in that world. Yeah. It's so weird because she just Orlando kinda, Bloom too, right? He's like he's he's been an elf. Now let's make him a fairy. But um, she but but she is not a great actress, and that's that's my problem. And I will. Argue two films. Yes, Suicide Squad is one, but Valerian's other. 
three films <laughs> okay. um, that I have tried. I mean, like, she's not good Ooh. in Suicide Squad. Carla yeah, Delevingne. She played the Enchantress in Suicide Squad. Yeah, and she was, a, she was the lead in Valeria. She was the female lead. Yeah. And, and then, what's the third one? Uh, Paper Paper Towns, the John Green book, which oh, I, I love. Paper Towns. I mean, if you want to check out a book that I would I would say is maybe this generation's Breakfast Club. Hmm. Uh, maybe not this generation, but I mean, it's it's written in a way that kids today can appreciate it a little bit more than maybe Breakfast Club. Uh, but it's. I, I don't know how to describe it. I just remember loving the story and loving this character. This character. Oh my that god, she was no, no, no. I'm out. Okay. Really? I realized who she was. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-mm. Enchantress. No, Which even one? worse. That Valerian. Oh yeah, that Valerian. She's the reason why. She's the re- well. I'll take that back. I like Valerian. I would have loved Valerian if it wasn't for her. Really, out of the two leads, I had more problems with uh, Valerian with uh, with uh, Goblin. <laughs> I both because they both are should be at least ten years older based on what those characters. So I've never read the comics, yeah. so I didn't have I didn't go in with any. But they're still talking like you know they're you thirty five the and they know yeah, yeah they know people and stuff. So I started the comic book. I was like, how are they? These characters are like ten, and you know, like or yeah. the actors are so much younger than yeah. what you're reading in the book. But well, even the story you age the differently in space. They're not human. Science. Comics. <laughs> All right. That's a good segue because let's get out. <laughs> We're an hour into this thing, and we still haven't talked about Marvel. So, how about we kind of go around and talk about your favorite Marvel thing? Well, we may discuss everything, but um, let's go. Raid your neck, I guess. Paperboy is going to be in the Internals. Oh, Paperboy! Yeah, yeah. yeah. Paperboy. Brian Tyree Henry. Yeah. Oh. Um, greatness from Atlanta, the uh, the TV show Atlanta. Yeah, yeah he's uh, really good. He, yeah, he's he's really coming. Johnny. Yeah. Um, but he's going to be the. Salma Hayek, uh, Angelina Jolie. Uh, so this, I know nothing about the Eternals, but so I'm not like, I don't have any. Yeah. I, 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 I know only, nothing either. The the one thing I can recommend that's the most current is probably the Neil Gaiman take. And that's what everybody. And been, it's real good. So uh, yesterday I was at the comic shop. It's back in print. They, they released the back in print, right? Like when the announcement of the movie was John made. Romita Jr. I think on art. Oh, yeah, so yeah. you have yeah. if you don't like Romita art, then you might have some issues. With wait, wait, wait. There are people who don't, don't like, like Romita art. art? It's uh, very divisive. Yeah, me too. What? It, it's very divisive with some it people. Is. I think it is. What? He has a, <laughs> I'm not saying I don't like it. I'm just saying what I've heard that some people like his the blocky square. Like yeah. you know, his he has style. a style though. He has a style. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think uh, okay. Um, no, no. I, I, as far as like stuff, I mean, just the extra stuff. Blade's gonna be in Blade. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, here's, Cotton here's, Mouth turning into Blade is well, awesome. Uh, so, oh shit, yeah, you're right. So, I mean, with this announcement, it kind of, kind of distances itself from the, like pretty much knocks the Netflix shows out of continuity, right? That was my concern and so, as well. Yeah, um, but it's I, the Netflix. You know, uh, after about a year ago, I remember. Actively thinking, okay, if they brought Blade back, who could play Blade? Who's a uh, black actor? And I never thought of it, and I don't know why I didn't, but when I heard the news that Mahershala Ali is going to take over as Blade, I was like, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that's the, the the best pick. But I thought he was out of the running because he played Cottonmouth. The, Cotton the reason I was good. so excited when they announced that is because after watching Alita, 
that. Alita battle His angel. character in Alita is so... His blade. Yeah. It, pretty much, right? And Except he that he's a not cool hunting style, vampires. So yeah. like, he could basically just pull that yeah. out of there so, and just go straight. So that was definitely... I was very excited. And I got... Like, you can find the video of them announcing all this stuff. Well, and wasn't that the one more thing was Blade? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. which is kind of brilliant. I, I mean, kinda, it's, I mean and we don't know where we're going to get a D23, right? So they may We're going to get more They D23. may be saving some of the actual Fantastic Four and X-Men stuff. Yeah, because he said he didn't D23. even have time for that. Yeah, yeah. please, please. It was weird. They only had it like an hour and, hour and he half just called them mutants, not X-Men. Yeah. Which I'm okay with because the, the mutant world is so much more than the X-Men. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, and it doesn't bring it doesn't bring all that baggage that we're worried about. You know, it's like, <laughs> wait, what? What? Sorry, I missed something. Sorry. You did. Did you guys mind meld? What was that? <laughs> Go read House of X. Go read House of Go X. House of X. <laughs> the the new one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Franklin's in there. Go read House of X number one. <laughs> don't give away your. You just I'm just gonna say, don't give away your copy. Go read House of X. Um, I hate you guys. Um, Wait till it's collected on sale for three dollars, and then say you the already bag. got the number one, which will be the hard one to find. Um, I, I made quotes. It won't yeah. be. Uh, I, I, I will tell you this much. Uh, I also, this isn't San Diego, but I've started collecting Scotty Young. Oh covers. yeah. Whoa. My first issue, Scotty Young cover, House of X number one. That one's got a pretty good joke in it too. It's um, a very well done cover. Very well done cover. So now, I may I may have some extras. So uh, as I start going to cons more, that will be what I'll be questing for is Scotty Young covers. That's nice. Wow. It's nice to have a specific artist. Artist like niche, like just like this. Is I it. thought about doing Jacques covers, but I'm gonna stick with That's those. Can be hard to find. Yeah, those yeah. are not like Scotty Young makes one for every Marvel book that pretty much yeah. comes out. Jacques' covers are a lot harder to find. Like. Yeah, so uh, I'm gonna stick with Sally. It's fun. It's, and if I'm gonna collect something that I can like potentially pass down to my daughter, why not Scotty Young freaking covers? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, um, well, and he's a good transitional uh, artist between kind of like the right. kid line books and adult yeah. books. He does both. So. Yeah, so uh, she loved his uh, Land of Oz book. Oh yeah. So yeah. yeah, and when she's older, she can read I Hate Fairyland. Uh, <laughs> so. Yeah, we have uh, Shelby has that one. We got that hardback with Gertrude. Nice giant pink book. Yeah. <laughs> so, you got anything? Yeah, so I'm I'm excited by so if you've if you read um, uh, X Men Grand Design, uh, they just announced that Tom Scioli will be doing Fantastic Four Grand Design. Yes. What makes me a little nervous? It's only two issues, so I don't know if they're going to be those big, oversized issues like I think they did with Grand Design. I mean, Grand Design was like what eighty pages long or something. They they were longer. Were I, I guess you're right. Those were those were two issues, there and then they extended it, right? So yeah, so Grand Design, and then they're doing like Second Genesis, which is like right. So right they okay. may break it up. They may break up uh, Fantastic Four like that then maybe like future foundation or like okay they may break it up like but it just dawned on me so how long has it been since marvel has done fantastic four comics they have run right now they do okay they do right now it was it was a long time yeah it's a couple years it ended yeah i i just i bring it secret wars till like Well, the funny thing about it, it, they ended it right around the time they were coming out with Josh Trank's. Right, right. So was that four years ago? They stopped and then last year. So I'm just 
I'm just curious, it just dawned on me as I was reading through the, this news article, if they're doing this partly because they will be announcing some sort of FF show or film, and this is a way to bring readers, to give them, because that's what Grand Design does so well, is to give you that long, that's what it's supposed to do, but laborious history. Design, unfortunately. Yeah. It's it's what no one's they, they didn't push grand design therefore no one's really well it grand was design. it was kind of under the radar because it was, I'm bl- it's not Brubaker I'm blanking on the artist Ed name Piscor Piscor thank Piscor. you um, Rodan and, yeah yeah and, uh, and so it, it seemed like almost this like sort of like and I do not mean this in a bad way a sort of vanity project because he loves it yeah. he's well known for hip hop family tree yeah and I think Marvel realized oh it's fantastic. Um, I think Marvel realized that, oh, this is more popular than just letting Piscor do this, right? And so I think now there's like, there's like they realize there's a good way to synthesize these histories down in a consumable way, right. which makes sense they'd want to do it with Fantastic Four if they're finally going to, they have the rights, they're going to finally introduce them into the MCU, so. Cool. Um... So I'm very excited about... I'm excited for Shang-Chi. Yeah. I'm excited that... That was doing- a... I was... To me, that was the Guardians of the Galaxy announcement, right? Yeah. Do you remember when they announced Guardians of the Galaxy and yeah. all those comic people were like, really? I still think you know? Eternals was more of their... Because, I mean... I, yeah, just because I'm more familiar with Shang-Chi. And I want Shang-Chi but to who? be like the raid without all oh, the violence. Sh- well, yeah, because he's supposed to be one of the best fighters right. in the Marvel Universe. So, I, I recently, if you've been reading Agents of Atlas... In War of the Realms, Shang-Chi's part of that team. Yeah. And he is like Bruce Lee, like times a thousand or something. It's it's so like he's the way he behaves and just interacts with people and then people that look down on him and he immediately like does something to be like, Oh no, I'm your equal or you or you're better, if anything. Like He's a really cool character, so I'm excited yeah. for that announcement. And the actor, because yeah. I started watching uh, the show that he's on, the Canadian. What is it, Kim's uh, Convenience? Yeah. Kim's Convenience. Yeah. So and there, he was just at UT Dallas uh, this weekend uh, for a uh, inspiration. Yeah. It was like an it's for Asian American, uh, I guess like people that are influential in culture and like just mm-hmm. it was kind of a program for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I had a friend go to that and I saw them on their, on their Instagram. I was like. Wait, that's Chang Chi. And they were like, "Yeah, that's Chang Chi." And they had a whole lot of people oh. from the Asian uh, Kim Kim's convenience store. And I stuff. think one. Of, I, I, I haven't had time to do much reading or research. It like, you know how I usually stop down for Detroit or, or San Diego Comic Con and pretty much spend three days consuming. Re- consuming. Yeah. yeah. Um, I did not do that this year. I was been I've been busy working. Um, but there was an announcement that they're doing some form of Tom King's visions. Yes, it's WandaVision. WandaVision. Uh, WandaVision. WandaVision. Yeah. yeah. So WandaVision is going to probably come out of her from Doctor Strange 2, right. which is the multiverse. So and they are actually introducing the multiverse. Yes. Because yes. it is because, part the, of the title. Doctor Strange in the multiverse, multiverse of Madness. Oh, I missed the subtitle. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. And what a great pulpy title. Yeah. And if you look at like the details of I the bet what you if. That's where Blade comes. Yeah, it, oh. that would be the best way to introduce them, and yeah. I've seen videos about that too. Yeah, yeah, they, and and if you see, um, oh shit, no, I just lost my train of thought. The um, uh, oh, the what if promos. Yeah, um, there are images in the background, and you can see the Marvel zombies. I I read that. I saw yeah. that. Um, I just I find it so. I, I guess I, I respond to that way because that was the great uh, faint 
of uh, Far From Home was everyone thought it's going to introduce the multiverse because we have this weird Mysterio yeah. and then it wasn't, right? right? So I left the theater thinking like, oh, I guess they're not going to do a multiverse. And now to find out, oh, Fuji again, you know. If they had so. an end credit scene on Far From Home where it's like Peter, he's pointing at the Miles Morales into the Spider-Verse, Spider-Man like, you're me, you're me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that <laughs> like was so oh, good. Like, that was so good. Uh, but the, the two things I'm most excited about, first of all, Thor, Love and Thunder. Yes. yes. Oh, wow. oh shit. yeah. What That's a huge be. announcement. Because and what a huge get to get her back. You know? I think it wouldn't so. have been that hard. I mean, look, the money truck backs up. Right. But this makes it. me wonder, was that new footage then in... I think it was. Yeah. Okay, see that... Wait, that what? Huh? From the Infinity All right, there, War or Endgame. In, in Endgame, there was the... Natalie Portman footage. Was it reused or new? See, I thought it was reused. I thought, I thought they it was new. See, I thought they had CGI'd. It was very hard to tell. Yeah, it just—it it looked new. like they took like a clip from uh, Dark World and just CGI'd Rocket in. If it, it probably was new footage, you know. Yeah. So, who else here is reading Guardians? So I just—I just realized that I'm missing two and four, oh. which I'm gonna try to go get after this uh, if I can <laughs> stop at Zeus. So you haven't read the latest? No, no. I saw the Donny Cates, what did you do to my boy? I have the. I, have, I, I saw the cover and I was the like, no. You want to tell me what boy? Rocket. Mm. Ah, shh. So, and the other thing I'm super excited about is Hawkeye. Yes. Okay, yes. but wait, I have. Kate Bishop. Okay, wait, I have some serious, serious issues with this. So what? The thing. No, 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 no. Here's why. Here's why. Let me just. We that, okay, sorry. The thing I'm most excited about is that they used the the logo from the. the this is my problem. Okay. From but, the comic. And, and here's my problem: is that logo to me implies they will be doing the Hawkeye series we all know and love. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Which that is what. David which is what we want. Mm-hmm. The Hawkeye in the MCU is not that Hawkeye. And I don't think he can play that Hawkeye. I don't think he can either. So I really, really, I'm very nervous about this. You need I don't to find some uh, gifts of uh, Jeremy Renner, and you'll see that he probably. All you don't s- think he can play that Hawkeye? Have you seen? I, well, uh, I mean, okay, maybe the actor can, but the MCU as an entity has not that, been yeah. setting up that character. Yeah, that character He's is not, not the same. No, this, this is a family man who. Yes. Who, yeah. He's a killer. Yeah. Who's been bred bred to kill made to kill as an agent of shield he's given his all lost his family fought got it back and now realizes that we still need heroes and he has to train a kid and and the way they end um in game is i i can't fathom how we would go from this kind of broken reformed Hawkeye to the AHA yeah. Hawkeye. It just clear, doesn't... He's got to clear the red on his ledger now. From you know. that, That's what I thought too because and, now and he's this gotten... Will be, this will be his redemption mission to pass on the mantle of Hawkeye to Okay, all right. All right. I, but yeah. but it won't be the, it won't it won't be the be, Hawkeye yeah. that we all want to see. I don't think I, so. It won't... The you know. there, there may be flashbacks. There could be flashbacks to like maybe when he's remembering like... Like, like like a before, episode, yeah, which should like be a cool. One, of, one yeah. or two episodes, yeah. and most of his memories were very personal. Right, I feel that we will see a lot of his professional, and and we'll see why he's damaged. 
Okay. Yeah. All right. Speaking that of bad memories, uh, we will maybe get Budapest now. I think in we will get Black Widow movie. Well, they talked about they're going to get. It's going to be in the Black Widow movie. So. Well, Red yeah, I was going to say they're they're going to tie these together, right? They're going to tie in the Hawkeye series with the Black Widow movie. I hope. I, so. ju- I just assume. I I, mean, I, I, I would put those two together. So I would hope that either we would see one in one film or one in the other, well, especially if, if we're doing Budapest. Like, it feels like the movies are either spinning off into the shows or the shows are spinning off into the movies. So it's like, but just to have them overlap, I think they needed to do this. I mean, they tried it with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It was fine. Um, um, what, what did y'all think about the rundown of Black Widow and that movie? David Harbour is going to be a Cold War Red Guardian. I'm right. excited about. Yeah, That's cool. I've been watching Stranger Things over and over again. That's replaced The Office for me. Really? Yes. I, 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 we, we watch season one. We've got to catch up. And, and what's funny is our, her daughter on her own, because her friend did this, watch, watches Stranger Things. She just started watching it. My wife and I were like, you do know that's really scary, right? And she's like, it's okay. And we're like, all right, we're not going to say anything. But if you watch it and you like it, we'll watch season two and three with you. You know, it's like. Is anybody else watching the new Hellboy? I, I want I want to, but is it is it? Have you seen it? Is Look, it good? I'll buy the Blu-ray and let you guys borrow it, so you don't have to invest your money if you don't have to. I mean, everyone it's involved okay. is great because the 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 steelbook looks amazing, so I'll probably get that. Okay, my, just, my problem with it is, I think there's some problem with the writing. The jokes fall flat oh, for some reason. I hate that, and I have a serious problem with. Everybody that wants to adapt Hellboy wants to go directly to him being, the you know, the king of hell. They and, do and, in everything. Yeah. And because they, do, they they knew they were maybe not getting a sequel. They're like, everything's going into this movie. Oh, yeah. They threw the kitchen sink at it. Um, there was stuff that like. And then the sad part about it is, is the one character that I wanted in this movie wasn't in the movie until they decided to throw him in there at the end. Oh, and then they just kind of threw him. They just kind of threw him in. Lobster like, Johnson. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, there was cool to see Lobster Johnson on the screen, though. Oh, he so he is yeah, in it? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, Lobster Johnson. They, oh, nice. There's right. like a film where they... Because he's... he's oh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hayden Chris a, Church. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I guess, okay, I'm... I'm Sandman I'm, is now Lobster Johnson, so... Yes. Okay. Sandman from Spider-Man 3. Oh, gosh, gotcha. okay, all right. And Neil, Neil Marshall's the director for this, and he just doesn't get enough respect because he's badass. Uh, if you want to go back and look through the episodes of Game of Thrones, mm-hmm. he directed the, there are some of the biggest episodes. Right. He did The Descendant. Uh, the, uh, I love that movie. There are, some, there, are, there are some great elements in Hellboy. Um, and there's some the, stuff that him, just looks him, so cool. Him right fighting the, the giants. Yeah. You know, the giants are running around England, and he gets tricked out there. By this cult, <laughs> that was so awesome. But if yeah. they cut this movie into like three different yeah. films, it'd like be three great. short or like it would three work. short, it would work. It would work better. I don't know that it yeah. would work. It would work better. Uh, Somehow yeah. the the jokes fall flat. With in the jokes I'm talking about are Hellboy's jokes, right? David Harbour's jokes, yeah. and it, I don't know what the disconnect was. And because they wanted to pivot away so much from Del Toro stuff, and mm-hmm. like it, it's super violent, and that doesn't always work. Yeah. Right. Uh, because of budget reasons, because there's a lot of CGI, and then also because like you can only two hours of super violence doesn't always work. But with all, all the segue way back, with all that all being said, I'm still down for David Harbour playing Guardian. Yeah. So we there, have, there, there, well, I got one other yeah. thing. Uh, well, there's two more movies we haven't talked about, but you may mention them. I was just going to drop Keanu Reeves into the discussion because there's been talk about his casting. I heard this. Yeah. Uh, that he might be playing Nightmare. 
Really? That's, that's that that would dope. be cool, dude. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa! You're asleep, man. I'm still pushing for Moon Knight, but okay. how have they not done this? Are you are are you on board with him playing Moon Knight? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I see John Wick as one of his personalities. I mean, that's mm. maybe oh, Mister Knight. All the movies, slightly all psychotic. The movie. Ted, Ted's one of the personalities. No, Neo. <laughs> Neo. All, all the Keanu Reeves movies are one of his personalities. <laughs> Uh, so we have two more that we haven't talked about real quick, and we can touch on them so we can wrap up. Uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. On board. Great. It sounds great. I just saw a headline saying it's a mess. Wow, really? Well, and I thought He's it was like, a- I wrote the headline, though. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. That, I, I, I just dreamt that. Um, I, I only read the headline. Well, so Daniel Brühl's coming back to play Baron Zemo. I know, with, and with he's got the mask. I know, the mask. Yeah, yeah. They play, they play like a, they yeah. play like a, at Comic-Con, they play like a 10-minute or 10-second clip of him I doing love. like a video talking about, you know, him being Zemo in character. I love and that he's costume. The mask. Yeah, that costume is awesome. It's so good. You've never seen four grown men be so excited about it. <laughs> <laughs> what's what's a purple mask? The purple mask. And it's puts a and piece of purple purple cloth across his face. Yeah. And it's and it's basically a Russian ski mask. Yeah. I mean it's like, you know, but it's just that so big good. sock. Yes. Um now wait, but I, I thought I thought it was a series. It is. Oh, okay, is. all right, all right. It is. And and when you look at the graphic you'll see Anything that has the Disney Plus logo, it's the TV show. Anything else, it's an action movie. Right. Okay. But everything is part of Phase Four, which is pretty interesting. The funny thing about what I found interesting about all that information was, and the reason why I think we're going to get a lot of stuff at D23, is the fact that Phase Four is only two years long. Whoa! Really? Everything, everything they announced is yeah. part of Phase Four, and it's only through 2021. Yeah. So Phase Five wow. starts right after that. So you think they'll announce it at a a D23? Yeah, November 5th, 2021 is Thor, which is the last thing. Yeah. All right, the last thing we... So we can wrap up here. I have one question to end on, so if you want to do that. So let's talk Loki, and then we'll wrap up with your thing, and then we'll do the quick recommendations so we can get out of here. Uh, (laughs) This has been a long time now. We're at hour 20. Uh, So Loki... We get to find out what happens to Loki after he leaves with the Tesseract. <laughs> yes, I I'm love assuming that. it's going to be a multiverse. I want, I want to see kid Loki. I want to see female Loki. I want to see old man Loki. Like, which, which, if they do that, I think will be brilliant. Because I think what we're all, what what the majority of the audience wants is just more Hiddleston. Yeah. And if they give us more Hiddleston, but also other actors interpreting Loki, that would be cool. That'd be who, very who cool. Who would be your female Loki? Aubrey Plaza. Right. Oh, oh, that is right so on, good. Dude. Oh my Man, God, that is awesome. brilliant. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, okay, also, never yeah. mind. <laughs> no, I'm in. I'm in. If you read Loki, Agent of Asgard, like, that was a pretty interesting series, too. Like, he was trying to redeem himself. So, who knows? Because this Loki hasn't gone through all the shit that our Loki yes. went through, right? So, and he's got the Tesseract, and nobody's watching him. So, what, what happens when you leave your Loki unsupervised? <laughs> uh, and then... <laughs> Real quick, if, you're not going to talk about what if? Is that no, no, no. I was going to so, talk about a tweet. I'm pretty excited about that. It's animated, so they can do and, whatever and they, they want. do whatever they, they want. They hit the zombies. They hit uh, thing at the zombies. There's a lot of stuff here. It's so it's America zombie. It's yeah. it's animated. Are they going to get the MCU actors to voice it? They Wait. do say that they're getting uh, the, the. Here's all you need to know. Yeah. The main character in Marvel's What If, playing the Watcher, Jeffrey Wright. Yep. I am so in. I loved. <laughs> I love Jeffrey Wright. I'll watch anything that man yeah. is in. He, he should is my life. Yeah. If <laughs> I can't is, get Morgan Freeman, yeah. I want it's Jeffrey Wright. Wright. I, yeah, I, yeah. I frankly Jeffrey don't Wright. have enough Daniel Jeffrey Wright in my life. Do you, book do you follow today. his Twitter? <laughs> uh-uh. 
Oh, he's so good. You need to follow. Uh, three hours later, Daniel's still on the couch watching TV. <laughs> 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 All right, go ahead, Clay. Hit us with. Uh, I, I'm curious because I would think everyone should be able to give quick, snap answers to this, but it took me some time to think about. Uh, Donny Cates tweeted, uh, "Curious, in your opinion, what has been the biggest single moment in recent comics? That moment that made you go, holy shit." DC, Marvel, Image, whatever. What's your most recent game changer moment in comics? Roundtable, first one to answer, anyone? I, I had a hard time with this question because I don't read many recent comics. So I think it depends how we define recent. For me, just going back, reading some recent stuff, weirdly, it is when Doc Ock became Spider Man. Superior th- Spider Man? I thought that was just such a ballsy move. And they just kind of ran with it for a while. And I read that. I think Enough I, that it's like. Still it's ongoing. Ongoing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I read the first two volumes of that, and I just, I, I mean, there was a moment, there's a period in that storyline where you think, yeah, Peter's just dead. You know, like, mm-hmm. it, it was it was really well structured. So for me, that's what I would pick. I'm going to pick something, and it's a oh, big Oh, I got another one. I'm sorry. <laughs> Shit. Sorry. See, that's why it takes a while, because you start. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you go ahead. I we'll go back say, around. Have you all read Heroes in Crisis? I don't want to spoil yes. it. Yes. Uh, it's fine. Y'all haven't, both of you haven't read it. Damn, Mm-mm. I don't want to say it. I think it's... Wait, what, the ending of it? No, no, no. There's a big twist that it's revealed that oh, shit got me. yeah. So the big twist in Heroes in Crisis, if you read it, but I, I, I really want you guys I to hear it. I hear it. fine. Com- I'll, I'll look for something else. I, recent comments, Jane Foster picking up Mirror Mirror. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And coming Thor. Oh, and the reveal of why Thor is unworthy. That's pretty, like, yeah. holy shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. I, I have that book. I need to read it, yeah. so... Um, yeah. You had another one? I do. It's also spoilery, so I don't want to spoil uh, it. But I mean, is it, I don't well, want to, Heroes is pretty recent. I will, I will set it up by saying the end of the most recent issue of Saga. Oh, oh yeah. Right, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Or even the last volume. Both both the ends of the... Where, oh, yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. I think yep. every time Saga ends... Like, uh, they, which worries me, because... Yeah. Oh, shit. God. Uh, yeah, that was, I mean, that was like, that was like tear-inducing. Um, so, yeah. I, you know, I have a couple because I've obviously had this question for a while, uh, and I didn't want to say this one, but Watchmen showing up in the DC universe. Mm-hmm. I mean, yep. you know, that DC just throwing the rule book out saying we're just going to include them and make the problem is it just has taken so long for it to come out. Yeah. You know. I'm going to enjoy that book so much when it's all out, though. Like, I can't wait. I, I stopped reading it, too, when they announced that it was going by monthly, so. Well, and they just added more issues to DCU, so I'm going to read up to what they have in there. But I'm curious if will yeah, they it's will, so long that will they, they have it done in time for the new series to come out? I mean, you know, yeah. But I mean, as we go through these moments, you would think that there would be bigger things that where we would go, oh, well, this or this, yeah. Because like, I always go back to the '80s and and like '86 had so many big things happening with uh, uh, the books that were coming out at this time. Why have we not had that now? Yeah, I mean, is there there's not a solid I mean I, I look at Tom King for the past couple of years because his vision and Mr. Miracle are really huge and will probably be around his, for a while don't forget his Batman stuff again that 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 short throwaway free comic book day Joker story I, I still herald is one of the best Batman stories I've it, ever read it's on the list I put together of like standalone yeah, Tom King yeah. I yeah. Mean, you know even Jason Aaron's Thor run yeah. is, has out, I mean I'm not going to dismiss uh, Walt Simonson but it's outshining I mean it's huge which is good I think we need current creators to kind of blow out of the water the old stories we held up as the pinnacle 
right? Because because yeah. if they don't, we're gonna constantly be like, well, it's not as good as this, you know. So. All right. To wrap up the show, we're gonna throw out a suggestion. We're not gonna elaborate on it. Mm-hmm. It's just something we want you guys to check out. Uh, are you? If you guys aren't ready, I'll go with mine first. Uh, so the I, I, you guys should check out uh, the Green Lantern Volume One Intergalactic Lawman <laughs> yeah. by Graham Morrison and Liam Sharp. So. Um, I win Parent of the Year because my daughter has gotten into Ranma half. She's big in a manga, and I was trying to find something beyond My Hero Academia for mm-hmm. her to get into. She loves it. And if you've never watched Ranma half or read the manga, it's worth picking up. It is a female creator. It is about gender roles. And it goes to that <laughs> the thing you struggled with yeah. that will be in the next episode, which is three times now I've had people tell me what's it about if have you tried explaining ron half to people it is impossible most uh anime is (laughs) true clay um because i'm current on it donny kate's rednecks redneck Mm. yep yep um thor 2018 uh volume one god of thunder reborn jason aaron mike del mundo cool cool all right Thanks for joining us. You can find Next Issue at uh, on Twitter at Next Issue Pod, on Twitch at Next Issue, and on Facebook at Next Issue Podcast. You can find Clay on Twitter at Clay underscore Harrison, Kyle at Kylepedia, Adrian at Adrian underscore Harry, Daniel at Echo Spider, and Josh at Cosmosis. Hail Bebo.